What is going on, Bills Mafia? You are live here in the sit-down, of course, here on the Built-in Buffalo Network, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And, of course, the Built-in Buffalo Network is in partnership with Picasso's Pizza, Western New York, and, of course, Ticket IQ, and a brand-new one that we're going to discuss later in the show. We've got a kick-ass show planned for you guys, of course, myself, at Buffalo Sauce God, and the Mafia Montage, at Lancer and 24 on Twitter. But first, we're going to go ahead. We're going to give you that usual kickoff to get you guys ready for the show. Don't forget to hit that like and share button. Drop a comment. Let's keep it flowing. Let's get it ready. Let's get it flowing, babe. Bada bing, we are live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network. If you guys are just now tuning in, don't forget to hit that like and share button. Drop us a comment. In fact, let's check in with a couple of those comments out there real quick before we get into anything. Bobby I see Hall. Bobby Hall. Says, yo, what up? Bobby Hall, I think, is that the first time I've seen Bobby Hall in here? Bobby's been in here at of least once before. I am the Buffalo Sauce Guy, which you can follow me on Twitter, at Buffalo Sauce Guy. Joined here by my co-host, as usual. Lance, a.k.a. Mafia Montage at Lancer N24. First and foremost, Lance, how are you doing on this fine Friday evening, my friend? How you doing? Hey, Bills Mafia. How you doing? Going to get yeah. a lot, a little personal today. Dolphins week, right? So, so that's of a course, personal match. I mean, you know, it's a different vibe when we come in here, especially after victories, right? It's just a much better vibe. It's way more exciting. But after a victory that both uh, Lance and I got to sit down and see. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the keys to this game uh, coming up against the Miami Dolphins, as well as the injury report for both sides of the football, what they need to do in order to obtain a win this week, because people are talking about Miami nonstop. This game has not been like, they haven't stopped talking about this since before we even beat Tennessee. So of course, if you guys are just now tuning in, keep those comments flowing. We are live here on the built in Buffalo network. And first and foremost, with those other partnerships that we have, we have a brand new one to uh, mention to you guys right now. First and foremost, that is a new partnership with Underdog Fantasy, which Lance is going to get a little bit more into that at the very, very end of the show. But Lance, I'll tell you what, I've taken a look at it. It's definitely incredible. It's not your typical daily fantasy. It's not even sports betting technically. However, we do not encourage or endorse or, or any sort of illegal or underage gambling of any sort. Bet and play at your own risk. Uh, but this is a, a scenario where you get to play. So uh, Montage is going to break down all of that later on in the show, guys. But don't go anywhere. We've got tons of great content ahead for you. But on this day in 2018, Lance. On this day in 2018, my friend, let me tell you something. There was just this moment that uh, I think... I think a lot of people just didn't anticipate happening in that game. I remember plus 1,600, by the way, that day was the Bills' money line. But let's take a look on what happened on this day in 2018 in Bills' mafia history. Whoop! Got him. Bring him out, baby. That's Air Allen all day. Now, look at – and then he gets fired up. There's that, like, okay, this dude's got some fire in him, right? Not not only did he just leap over one of the best linebackers in the game at this point, and we're going to see one more time. Whoop! As Lance said. Got him. I like that. And it's just, okay, I want to touch on this moment because, wow, this was at a time where there was obviously still a ton of doubt in Josh Allen. We're well aware of that, right? Josh Allen was a rookie that didn't have – 
accuracy, didn't have anybody really to throw the football to. People weren't really in belief of him yet. I mean, I certainly have to say that I wasn't yet just because he, we hadn't seen him play. You know what I mean? That was his second uh, his second career start. But it was a game that we were supposed to lose. Lance, what did that moment mean to you as far as uh, Josh Allen going forward? Just really an eye-opener, right? So it kind of just started to just make, man, this guy will do anything in a game just to get yards, to do any, you know, to benefit this team. And uh, Matt here says Anthony Barr hasn't recovered since. I love that. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's just amazing to see, you know, everything kind of started rolling, you know, and it's just, it's really was a really cool uh, a play and a really cool moment for Bill's Mafia as a whole, I think. I think that's kind of one of those moments too, where, you know, people talked about his, his fire in training camp and his fire in preseason um, with the offensive linemen, like he was participating in their wrestling drills. The fact that he was eating wings twice a week at Barbell Tavern, right? It's kind of like you heard those things, and then you see something like this happen on the football field in a game that Vegas said they had no business winning. So let me just recap that, too. If you would have put $100 on the Bills' money line, which means the Bills to win, and the Bills did go on to win, by the way, 20-6, to six, uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in a game that we had no shot. So if you would have just put a hundred hours, you would have won 1600, not something that you see happen all the time, but Hey, any given Sunday. Right. So for me, that just showed this guy has definitely got what it takes. If they can build a football team around him and then he can also work on it in times during the off season. Can he, where are we going to see him improve his accuracy? And that's something that we saw day after day, Bill's mafia. So I'm sure that you guys can also agree with that. So, Let's get beyond that, guys. Uh, we're live here on the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network. I'm joined here with my co-host, Mafia Montage, which, by the way, we actually were at the Monday Night Football game, and I know everybody is uh, – it, it was an incredible experience. A lot of people were there. But the Bills did defeat the Titans on Monday Night Football 41-7, to which, by the way, I'll point out, Mafia Montage is three points off. But, Lance, what did that game mean for you? What was it like being there? Uh, what's, let's just touch on this one real quick before we get to that Dolphins game. Yeah, like I said, we're going to get personal today. So it's just a little cliche here, maybe, or corny. But, you know, it was our first game together in the, you know, sitting next to each other. And it was just a great atmosphere. We sat around great people, right? And the tailgate was amazing. And just everything was like almost playoff atmosphere. Everyone's so turned up for Monday Night Football. And it was the, it was the most amazing feeling and energy I felt at the stadium I've been going to games for a long time. so Yeah, and I think, um, and I'm curious to see if anybody in the comments was there as well, because I think that you can definitely agree with Lance and I that yeah, this see, was, spin knows. They could have kicked the field goal and made it 44. They could have made it 44 7. I mean, it's just, they it had to humble crazy. me a little bit there. We're sitting they had there to thinking it was going to happen, too. Yeah. I mean, like, at one point, you did say, I said 44 7, and I'm like, holy shit, you did, too. And I think I said, did I say 45 7? I said 45-9, yep. 45-9, 45-9. Yep, I didn't see them getting the touchdown. But uh, regardless, Lance and I definitely got to experience an atmosphere that was unlike any other. I've been to primetime games. I've been to uh, 100 games. I've been to a lot of games that there have been great moments, sure. But that atmosphere was just way, way different from Bruce Smith with the choose love. And then to Jim Kelly handing the microphone over to his former coach, little old Marv Levy, saying, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? From that moment on is when it just – I'm getting goosebumps already thinking about it. It was just an incredible atmosphere, a way to open it up at One Bills Drive in Orchard Park on the national stage on ESPN Monday Night Football. However, I did hear, too, that it was pissing people off how they broadcasted the game. And, I mean, hey, that's just the kind of disrespect that Buffalo continues to get. It's kind of, kind of unfortunate. But regardless, I want to tell anybody that was out there just watching at home – that this was an atmosphere unlike any other. I mean, we were really fired. We were slapping hands all night with people in front of us, people behind us, the people that were telling us that we had to sit down. But she even understood that at one point it was just way too exciting of a football game to even contain yourself enough to sit down at certain points. So it was definitely an, an incredible atmosphere. It was cool to meet up with Brian and Tampa Neal from Breaking Tables, um, which is also here on the Built in Buffalo Network. That was cool as well. But Overall, what an experience, what a way to get it done. And of course, that got us pumped up as we are heading into our very first divisional matchup, right? But before we get into the offensive and defensive keys of the game, for those of you just now tuning in, hit that like and share. I love to see the comments that are flowing through so far. Uh, Montage, let's check in with some of the comments real quick before we move on. Yeah, a lot of go Bills. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Spin's comment right here. Um, 
was my thing. Sorry, this one right here. And uh, oh yeah, they definitely have. Oh, here it is. Sorry, user error. Chance player doesn't play as well. We're gonna get into that. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of cool guys in the chat. We got Akeem. Thanks, man. One of the co-founders here, built in Buffalo. Appreciate you joining us. Um, Susan Regdo, Suicide. We got a lot of new people in here. Of course, I really love the people that come in here. We're live every uh, every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Built in Buffalo Network. So let's move on to something that we've definitely got to discuss because this is going to have this could potentially play a factor into this week three matchup against the Miami Dolphins. And that will be our injury report for week three. Mafia Montage is going to take us through this. Um, we're going to look at uh, take, take a look at Miami's first, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a couple of tight ends that are not going to play. Um, and then the big one, Teron Armstead, um, being hobbled. Right? Yeah, doesn't need to practice to play, uh, is what I read. And it's Xavier just Howard great, though, is, because uh, he's going to he's going to go against some monsters on the on the defensive line for the Bills. So him being out and then uh, Xavier Howard, uh, their star corner and Cedric Wilson, their uh, starting slot. Um so yeah, Melvin Ingram is going to play. So there's no issue with that one. But but yeah, I'd say the big ones are you know Wilson, uh, Howard, and Armstead uh, that you're looking at here for Miami. Yeah, and I think that when you look at Xavier Howard's more than likely going to play if he was at least limited at some point during practice this week, and that was on Thursday. They probably um, you know gave him Wednesday off to try to get healthy, of course. But Taron Armstead as well, that's something that's going to potentially play a factor because he is a really, really good offensive lineman and something that I think the Bills are going to have to have incredible uh, incredible pressure on the defensive side of the football in order to really wreak havoc on the defensive side of the football. So that's the Miami Dolphins injury report. But Montage, take us through what the Bills have got going on because I see it is a little bit lengthy and a little bit concerning to some people out there in the Mafia. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Gabe Davis looks like he's – uh, slated to return, which is excellent news for the offense. Mm-hmm. Noss is, Dawson Knox has got a questionable tag, but I, we think he should be able to go as well. Mitch Morse, we're hoping. Um, he played through the injury last week and hoping he can go again this week, obviously. Um, but again, we have Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson, Ed Oliver, and Jordan Phillips all out with Poyer and Settle being questionable. So obviously going to test our defensive depth uh, early. I like the two guys that we have, um, Jaquan Johnson and Demar Hamlin. But mm-hmm. you know, in a, a one, in a one week, in a one week uh, scenario, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, and look, I, I know they're going to make a big deal out of it and everything. But I mean, the worst case that happens if the Bills' defense is that banged up and it makes more of a difference than I think it's going to is we lose a game in September. You know, it's not mm-hmm. going to matter at the end of the year. I mean, I know it's and it a divisional game and an interconference game and all that stuff. But, you know, it's one game and it's not going to make or break the season. Yeah. And I mean, I'm curious as to what you guys out there in Bill's Mafia think in regards to this, uh, as far as the significance of those injuries. So um, how significant are these injuries exactly? And what concerns you the most for the Sunday? I'm going to tell you guys, as Lance said, it's it's something that is going to test the depth of this team, number one, but it's not something that's going to break this team. I mean, it is September. It is only the third game of the season. However, do I think that the Bills are still capable of winning this football game? Yes, I do, and that's not a doubt in my mind, and that's because of the power of the offense and the way that this football team is built and coached that I think that great teams can always find a way, right? So I do think Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver both missing is perhaps significant, but to me right now, the most significant montage is Micah Hyde, right? And I'm curious as to who you think is the most significant for the Bills on the injury side, uh, the injury report for uh, the Buffalo Bills defensive side of the football. But I think Micah Hyde for me is the biggest one just because of the way that he plays with Jordan Poyer, the, the fact that Dane Jackson's already not playing. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer together can be a difference maker for this football team that can make up for the lack of secondary depth, in my opinion. And I think that his leadership on the football field as well, he's made plays against Miami in the past too, including, was it the uh, onside kick that he just, he caught up and he spun 360 and then he returned it for a touchdown. I mean, Micah Hyde's got a real significant impact on the football field as a veteran and with his leadership as well. And in a moment that we are a little bit depleted and, and kind of running thing, I'd like to have Micah Hyde out there, but I'm curious as to who you guys out there in the comments also think is the most significant. But Montage, who do you think at this moment is the most uh, most cause for concern? 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with Ed Oliver here. I know uh, Micah is a huge loss, but I just think that um, Jaquan Johnson is in his fourth year, played at the University of Miami. Um, and, you know, I think that, um, you know, those kind of things are going to be not as important as what other people think. And the, the big key to the game, which we'll get to later, is more pressure on Tua. So with that said, Ed Oliver is the best, interior pass rusher we have and i know we got great edge rushers but you always want to have the best pass rushers you can have on the field if you're going to try to get pressure with four guys um so you know my my take on it is that oliver but i think these guys coming in both at the defensive tackle and the safety position or positions possibly as well as the rookie corners playing i think that's all going to be uh good you know i think you know again it's just if if this defense can get pressure and we still have Von Miller and Groot and Boogie Basham and AJ Epinesa, who's playing the best football of his career, by the way, we still have those guys out there playing. And hopefully Tim Settle's good to go. Daquan Jones, hopefully, you know what I mean? Like if we at least have that, then we have the depth in order to play basically a starting caliber set of guys on most positions on the defensive side of the football field, right? So let's check in with the comments to see what uh, you guys out there think as far as what is the most concern for injury or um, do we have any cause for concerns? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Brad's concerned, just wanting to not drop that inner division, inner conference game. And I understand. Um, Spins saying that Hyde is most impactful. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we can't replace him. And that interception he made last year where he just came out of nowhere was just fantastic. But, you know, I think Jaquan Johnson's plenty capable to have success. And all I'm saying is just to have success. That's what we want to do is just get this win, right? So um, Miami's always scared, Ginny, and uh, we appreciate you commenting and being here. Um, That's my mom, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Of course, you guys are live here on the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network, live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. For those of you just now tuning in, hit that like and share button. Uh, for those of you that are commenting, you guys are awesome. Bill's Mafia, we fucking love you. Keep it coming. We've got kick-ass stuff ahead for you guys in the rest of the show. Uh we're just talking about the injuries and the significance they might have on this football field. Is there cause for concern? Best Sean has been playing. Love to see that. So we're going to talk about the offensive keys of the game next. But at the very end of the show, guys, before we get to Mafia Montage's Maniac of the Week, which you guys are going to love because it's going to get you fired up, right? But we also are going to talk about Underdog Fantasy, the newest partnership for the Built-in Buffalo Network, and the sit-down specifically. In fact, for those of you that will be interested in signing up to play, we will actually have a code that will get you guys involved, boom, and get you a nice deposit match. And uh, Mafia Montage is going to talk about all of that later in the show. But for those of you just now tuning in, let's keep this baby going. Offensive keys to the game. Let's start with you, Montage. What do you think the Bills have got to do offensively in order to come out with a victory this week against the Miami Dolphins? Score points, right? I mean, I know it sounds stupid and simple, but, man, you got to score points in a lot of them, all right? You got to get finish the first downs get down the field and actually get <laughs> touchdowns, not field goals. All right, man. So that's right. I mean, that's the biggest thing you gotta, um, if, if the defense is as down some men, you got to protect them. And the only way you're going to do that is by scoring. I think too, you know, like me and you watched on, they did it again in the first half. Like they, they did week one, right. They stalled mm -hmm. out a little bit at times where you feel like they could have easily had way more points. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that we're sitting here saying, 41 points, they could have scored more like we're some greedy billionaire assholes, right? But no, yeah. they really could have, guys. They could have done so in week one, too. I felt like they shot themselves in the foot at times. And that's, again, that's all the – the biggest enemy for the Buffalo Bills are themselves because they are truly that good that they could still beat Miami this week, no problem. I mean, Miami's got everything to prove, right? But offensively, I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be able to stop the Buffalo Bills, right? Because right. we don't know what they're going to do defensively just yet. Xavier Howard's a little hobbled up. Yes, he's had some success before, but Josh Allen has only got one loss against this Miami Dolphins team, and it's for a reason. Because he's the Dolphin Whisperer. He's the Dolphin Daddy. He loves the Dolphins. He's the father to these players on Miami's side <laughs> of the football, right? It goes back to his rookie season. The only loss that he has is on the hands or lack of hands by Charles Clay, of course. And that was right there. A moment where you saw that, like, dude, Josh is really, really a fucking competitor. You had but no he... idea what was going on at that mm -hmm. time, though. When he made that play and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like we take those plays for granted now just because he's like made a living of that. That was like, 
you know, and early on, like we didn't really know what we were watching there. I feel like we had, we had no way to really appreciate that little stuff back then. Right. But yeah. then, you know, he goes on obviously to an AFC offensive player of the week. So like, look at that. The key to the game for me is Josh Allen. How does he manage this offense the way that he has been doing? So you go to Stefan Diggs. Now, people are concerned about our running game. I'm not concerned. It hasn't been anything that shot us in the foot. I think at one point we'll probably see it get going a little bit, but it just depends. How are we calling plays, right? So I'd like to see Ken Dorsey have some consistency calling plays because at times I'm seeing a little bit too much of the toss, a little bit too much of the misdirection. Like It just needs to be mixed up a little bit more for me. But, of course, Ken Dorsey's got now two games under his belt as the play caller for the offensive side of the football. So you got to give him some time, obviously, to ease in, but he's doing a good job thus far. But what do you guys out there in the comments think? What do the Buffalo Bills have got to do offensively in order to come out with a win this football? Yeah, Lone Wolf wants to know if they're going to try to establish the run a little bit more this week. I, I kind of wonder so. the same myself. And montage, I think so. If, if Gabe's um, hobbled a little bit, but they want to just get him some action and stuff, they may, you know, bring him in, bring – uh, you know, Steph and Gabe in at the same time and, mm-hmm. you know, their, their core guy look and then, you know, run it a few times and just get them on and then bring them off and, and try to start spreading it around. So I think, you know, it'll, it'll happen. I think, uh, I don't think they're going to force it though. If it's something they, they can have success with, they'll do it. And if it's like not working, they're just going to, I think Ken Dorsey is going to move quickly to the pass being a former quarterback. And he's just showing he loves uh, to let, Allen ripped the ball. I mean, it was like 21 straight between second and third quarter, I think, last week. So um, Matt's out here saying keep the foot on the gas this week. And, yep, Miami's got the home runs. And, uh, you know, you got to get after it. So, yeah, there's uh, a lot to like on offense, right? I mean, you really – it's nice to see you don't have the challenges in depth uh, that the defense is seeing right now, Mm -hmm. especially not at the same time as the defense. So, you know – Another key to the offense, though, is and I think uh, someone might have said this here. Um, you know, one play away from being uh, an average team. Here it is, uh, Brad. Right. So, you know, it's hopefully the offense keeps it up, keeps healthy, and you know they've looked smooth. They're they're you know every play they've ran so far, really. Yeah, so I think offensively, the Buffalo Bills have just got to continue to do what they're doing, right? I mean, even without Gabe Davis in this previous week, they were still able to put up 41 points. And I mean, okay, not 41 because Matt Milano has a pick six, right? So technically, what, 34 points, whatever. So I think that just continuing to score the football, but not settling for field goals when you don't have to. I like that we're not punting the football very much, but I like that when we are punting the football, it gets muffed by the opponents receiving uh, the receiving the punt. I mean, where are the stats yelling? Sam Martin's the best punter in the NFL. The guy muffs it once, and we get the ball back. Like, all right, there's the cheat code. Sam Martin in the game, punt it and get the ball back. Um, But still, I would like to see the offense score more touchdowns just because obviously I, I I'm never going to sit there come even if we're up 56 nothing in the fourth quarter I don't know if I could feel safe right I just don't know because you never know you never know right so um I think that they just really need to let Josh do what Josh has to do and that's kind of what they've done the first two weeks of football Stefan Diggs with 20 catches this season already and I mean he's more of a factor than he really was to start last year. I mean, not to say that he wasn't a factor of receiving tons of double teams, but he's already off to a much better start, right? Gabe Davis is already off to a solid start, even though he's missing uh, missing week two. It's okay. I think they kind of did that as precaution because they thought that they would still be good to go without him. And you, of course, don't want to risk further injury or make it any worse than the situations that we already have. So I like the way that the Buffalo Bills are managing. I love the way that we are built because the the way that we have depth is what makes it possible to go into these football games and have more ease and have a much better time and much better odds of winning the football game, of course. But um, we are still the better football team head to toe offensively. I think that we still have potentially more firepower than they do. But let's talk right now. What are the defensive keys to the game? What do you guys out there in the comments think? But Mafia Montage, take us through first. What does the Bills defense need to do? How like they are in order to help this team win a football game? My job's easy. These guys are, I don't have to say it. You know, look, NYAP in the 716, get there with four. That's it. Pass rush, pass rush. And, you know, Von Miller, Rousseau, uh, we'll see how the interior guys go. Um, going to be some unproven interior uh, D tackles to get the pressure. We don't know really how their pass rush is yet. Um, but Boogie uh, could be playing some D tackle, rushing the passer. And then 
you know, you have Rousseau and Miller with uh, maybe Shaq is up, right? And then um, AJ Appanessa. So uh, got to get good pressure all day long and start early. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people in the comments saying the same thing. I mean, that's that's really it, right? And I think everyone's been saying it, but now two rookie cornerbacks and potentially two backup safeties and at least one. Yeah. You got to make sure um, Tua doesn't have time to look, look around and assess the field and go through his progressions. He's got to be able to, if he's going to make one read and go to a second and that's how you're going to get turnovers as well. So he's got to be uncomfortable going past maybe a second, third read and having to make that quick decision. Yeah. I believe I saw a statistic today, and I could be a little bit off, by the way, but I, th- I saw a statistic today that under McDermott with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, the Bills uh, have only allowed 87 passing touchdowns in that span of years versus there's nobody else in the league that's allowed less than 110, I think it was. So, I mean, you're talking about a 33 difference, a difference of 33 passing touchdowns. So McDermott's defenses have always – done well in the passing game. And as I've said on this show before, Josh Norman in, in Carolina, Tredavious White as a rookie and what he's developed into, they've always done well with whatever they have to go with um, in the passing game, right? Defensively. So we're blessed, we're, we're blessed, right? Because if the offense scores points, it takes the pressure off this defense. So in a way, the defensive keys to the game is also what I'm saying by about the offense. You need touchdowns to take the pressure off of these guys. Because let's be honest, Tua got cooking last week, but was it really Tua or was it his receivers? Regardless, somebody on that offensive side of the football for the Dolphins was making plays, and we are going to have to stop them this week. So I think getting pressure with who you have, you get there with four, you're set, right? Because that's what we did against the Rams. We got there with four guys. We made it much easier for the people in the secondary to do their jobs, even with the lack of people back there. So I think no Dane Jackson Makes it tough, yeah, because you're going with Kyrie Lam, Christian Benford. You got Jaquan Jones, who played very well. To, he honestly played well enough, I think, to to get a shot out there. And I'm curious just to see how he does. As long as Poyer is good to go, if Poyer and Hyde are not good to go, then I'm really kind of like, oof, a little bit fucking, a little bit freaked out, right? A little rated R sauce, God, right? Yes, sir. I just think. If you get the pressure, you make it so much easier for your secondary. However, I love that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are going to probably have some type of game plan to make it much easier for the guys that they do have ready to go at this moment. So what do we think out there in the comments, guys, is what the defensive keys to this football game uh, for the Buffalo Bills are to obtain a victory? Yeah, I think people mostly agree with us. And so the the other thing I wanted to bring up about the defense is um, they got a great scheme, right? So this w- mm-hmm. makes the defense easy to plug in different pieces. So the, they have a great scheme. So what really matters is then integrity and discipline of the the gaps and the the throwing lanes and those kind of things. So these guys, you know, they're young, but that's okay. They have more experience or more, not experience, more time on the field making tackling plays on things like special teams now. So they're used to hitting people a little bit more than Mike and Jordan are or than you know, maybe Dane would be. So, you know, they're going to have more, in my opinion, maybe be a little bit sure uh, tacklers, um, you know, bringing them in. And they're younger. They maybe have another step or two, you know, on Hyder Poirier potentially, right? So so this could help us, even though, you know, it's not our starters. Maybe these guys are a little bit better fit or not better fit, but just able to execute within that scheme better. Um, because that's what really is mat- is going to matter is get the scheme, be disciplined about it, and then execute that. Yeah, I think, too, like you said, it gives some of these younger guys an opportunity to show that, hey, going forward in the future, maybe I'm the guy that you want to maybe take a look at. And I hate to say it because I think Jordan Poyer's done enough to really earn that extension, right? But it's something that we have to take a look at. we got guys on cheaper contracts, and we have to keep this team competitive for years to come. So, I hate to say it, as much as those guys are amazing at their job, if there's somebody that can still do it, and it's possible, somebody can step in and do that job just as well, if not better. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, of course, those guys are right now the unproven leaders on that defensive side of the football. Yeah, so sure. it is going to be a tough loss, but who's going to be who's ready to step up and who's going to be ready to take over that opportunity? Because I'll tell you what, time and time again, 
next man up is just one of the best mentalities that it, that can exist, right? In any sort of competitive nature, because you want to make the best of these opportunities because you don't know when you'll get it again. Jordan Poyer was a guy that didn't get many opportunities in Cleveland. He comes over here, boom, now look at him, right? But he made the best of his opportunities. So who's going to step up in a divisional game and show us that they deserve more opportunities? Bill's Mafia, I am really loving when I'm going to – I love opportunities like this, right? Because from – from pressure creates diamonds. So we've got to be ready to go forward in any games, especially if any of these injuries should be longer than a week. We've got to figure out how to win. Uh, just, you know, not week by week, but how we're going to win a stretch of games if we have to go forward with some out without some of these guys. But let's move on, guys. We're live here on the Built-in Buffalo Network here in the sit-down, of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And the Built-in Buffalo Network is in partnership with Picasso's Pizza, West Her, New York, and, of course, Ticket IQ. Uh, Ticket IQ. And the sit-down is proud to announce the newest partnership with Underdog Fantasy, which towards the end of the show, we're going to take you through some of the contests and some of the things that exist and how you guys can get involved in the action with myself and Mafia Montage on the Underdog Fantasy app. Now, moving forward, how are we going to stop Tua? And his two elite receivers, before I get – because I'll tell you what, it's going to be rated R, Scott. Before I get fired up about this one, I'll tell you what. Mafia Montage, tell us what do we have to do in order to stop these two guys that two is going to come at us with on Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's going to be getting in the passing lanes and then making sure we tackle. Um, That's uh, really going to be the big key to stopping the, the – if you can't get these guys on the ground and you're missing tackles, and I know it's hard because they're super fast, but look, you gotta you gotta hit them and hit them hard early. If you hit them hard early, they're not gonna want to go across the middle. They're not gonna want to be run, you know, trying to run around. Yeah, you. I would. <laughs> so you know, I think we gotta hit them early and uh, hit them hard. So I think tackling and then being in position, as I talked about with the discipline of the scheme, I think being in position, get in the passing lanes, you know, get. Get in the, it's going to be more of a zone. You're not going to see man on man. We don't have the matchup for man on man. And no, I don't think anybody really does for Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's just too much speed. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Everybody and their mother, you know, got all fucking fired up about Tua last week, right? Six tied, six toddies, 400 plus yards. I get it. Okay. I get it. I get it. It's mind boggling at first, right? It's mind boggling at first. However, I was watching that game the whole way through. Let me tell you something. Lamar Jackson played a much better football game than than Tua did. And Lamar Jackson did it without two amazing receivers. He's got Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Those guys are fucking off the charts as well. But what what Tua's got with those two receivers is an incredible gift, right? I mean, they're just so fast. Who goes out and gets you 11 catches, two touchdowns, you know, two tutties and and, and 150-plus yards? I love that Stephon Diggs, though, had 12 catches, you know, one more than the both of them, and he also had three toddies versus two. But was it a case of Tua really being that great? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the fact that the Lamar, the, Lamar Jackson did everything to win that football game, but the Ravens and their coaching staff have been continuously failing. That's why the guy hasn't been signed, by the way. But they've been continuously failing. They let Tua somehow get back in that game, they had two picks on them to start the game. Two wasn't exactly, in my opinion, playing all-worldly. Now, I thought that, okay, he still played good. I'm not saying he didn't play good. I'm not even saying he didn't play great. I'm just saying everybody's getting, like, like, like he's like, all of a sudden, some big old superstar that's going to really toss 6,000 passing yards. Like, no, everybody relax. Tua is blessed to have Tyreek Hill and Jay Owada, who are fast as lightning, who can do many things with the football. They're, they're great in open field, but he's got two incredible options. Mike Gusecki did it. You know, he played well, but the Ravens should have never let them get in that football game. And I think that really, to me, says, from, and I want to remind Bill's Mafia that we just got to get pressure. You get pressure on him, he's not going to have time to get the football there. And then, hey, if we do our job and tackle, like I think we've been doing an excellent job of, in our two victories, we're going to be just fine. And I want to remind you, Bills Mafia, it ain't up to the Bills to prove shit to nobody. Nobody in the national media, nobody in the fan base, nobody in the divisional fan base, right? 
it ain't up to us to prove shit. Miami's got everything to prove. We have nothing to prove. It's been our division. We've been owning the Dolphins. We've been doing our job. So right now, everybody that wants to hop on their uh, you-know-whats needs to chill out for a bit because it's still the Bills that are the better team. Josh Allen is the all-world quarterback. They might be two all-world receivers, but you don't have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, which is the best combination in football right now. Allen to Diggs is the best in the NFL right now, and that's what they're going to do all season long. So um, let's, instead of worrying about how we're going to stop them, let's just watch how Josh does with his set of guys, guys. That's fired up sauce guy right there. Woo! So, of course, I'm curious as to what you guys out there also think. How do we stop Tua and his two receivers? I saw Joe, by the way, Monster, saying put Tua on his ass. Yes. Plant two on his ass. Don't give Hill and Waddle time to get open. Mafia montage. Take us through some of these comments. Yeah, Evan's saying here we need uh, linebackers mm-hmm. to play great for sure. Yeah, it's just passing lanes, discipline. And know. by the way, I got to say that Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano both played lights out last Monday night. They played lights out. In fact, I have a feeling that, might, that one of them might be the Mafia montage maniac of the week, and I can't wait for that little segment too. But what else we got there, Mafia Montage? Yeah, Matt's saying the Dolphins, clever guy here. Uh, yeah, he just slow their roll. So. My nerves quick. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that uh, it's it's all right, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. how are they going to stop us? That's all I care about, and I don't think they can. So yeah. I'm not worried I about mean, it. Our they should be over there wondering how they're going to stop us. That's proven. a great point. Exactly. So all right, Bills Mafia. Let's go ahead. Let's get to some final score predictions now. Of course, last week. For the Monday night football matchup, we won 41 to 7. Mafia Montage predicted 44 to 7. We could have easily kicked the field goal as we saw we talked about earlier. What is your score prediction for this week, Bills Mafia? But first, let's get yours, Montage. What do you think the final score for this week will be? I'm not expecting to hit this one really. I'm just going off the my gut is 49-17, Bills. So you had you said, hey, we're not here asking for more points. Well, I am. I, I think they're just gonna score even more. And uh that's what I want to keep getting better, keep scoring. Don't get oh, those man. don't get bogged down, don't miss those opportunities, and let's let's get it going. 49 17 Buffalo Bills. So Bills by a hundred forever, right? Bills by a billion for eternity. Um, but let me tell you something. The Bills will win this football game, and they'll do so. 45, they're going to do 45 to 13. 45 to 13, that's my final score prediction, and and they're going to do so while Tua is crying at the end of the game because he's going to be crying for some God knows what reason. And by the way, Joe Pratt's a Dolphins fan, just saying. Joseph Uh, Pratt is a Dolphins fan. He just pulled that one up one more time. 24-7 bills. Last time Uh, he talked Now he wants to create him. He wants to – he wants to edit it. No, nope, he's saying 24-27. Too late. Too late. We saw yeah, we saw Dawson's fan admit to all you guys out there in Bills Mafia that the Bills are going to smoke them. What else do we got for score predictions out there, Montage? 34-16 from Lone Wolf. Jeff, how's it going, brother? Jeff is in the house. 31-17. Beautiful picture, by the way. 31-17 Bills. Okay, what else we got? NY in the 716. 37-21 from NYAP. And then Donut's going to come in 28 to 3. Okay. I mean, hey, I like the spread outcome there. And of course, oh, you know, here he comes. <laughs> Joe, thank you for commenting, brother. Thank you for tuning in as always, man. So, you know, it's, it's always good to be an honest fan. I think that Miami is definitely something that they look different. They have a lot of reasons to be afraid, Bill's Mafia. But of course, look at what we are as the football team. Remember that. You know, the Patriots even at times had moments they were depleted. Hell, the Patriots were without their, their all-world quarterback at one point and still almost made the playoffs with uh, Mac. Or they might have made the playoffs with Matt Castle. But, you know, it's stuff like that that happens, right? So, of course, you guys are live here in the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network. Of course, in partnership with now, I'm going to announce it, of course, the Underdog Fantasy app, which, by the way, real quick, before we get into Mafia Montage's Maniac of the Week, and Sauce God's Wing of the Week, and we're going to go ahead and take you guys through a little bit about what underdog fantasy is like, because for some of you guys, you've been playing daily fantasy. For some of you guys, you're in a sports betting. Well, this right here is a little bit of a combination of both, but you only have to be 18 or older in order to play, but you can win real money, and you can do this. And of course, Montage, take us through. What do you got for us? Uh, what is it like? What are the contests like? Let's take a look at them right now, my friend. 
Yeah, so I'm just going to run you through here. Uh, this web page looks a lot like the app, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Very similar. They're, they're running uh, some best ball leagues, and this is, uh, you know, fantasy, um, fantasy football here. Um, so there's a lot of different uh, leagues that they offer in the in the dra- that you can draft right away. And then the cool feature I love is the pick'em. So this allows you to create a five uh, player fantasy roster and pick the higher lower on on the fantasy players uh, statistics and or and for you those can who even go to it's almost like an over under but it's not the same well it's just technically different terminology because it's not sports betting you know what i mean if you were sports betting you'd have to be 21 or older yep you got rivals you can pick one player to do better than another and nice. then you got the higher lower feature which you know you take the statistic for the fantasy player and you go ahead and um, now, did that. you actually so, win money in a contest last night on the Thursday night game? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a couple of um, things in here. Uh, here we go. We we played uh, five picks on our fantasy roster, and then you, you get four of those five. Get four, and so the cool thing is, there's a little thing called insurance you can put on there. So if you miss one, you still win a little bit of money. You're not. It cuts uh, down. Out. It cuts down the payout a little bit, but you still win. Like, yeah, how much did you end up taking away from just that one pick'em? One hundred twenty-five. All right. So we see here we got Bra- we got Braxton Garrett here uh, already at yeah, five strikeouts. Oh, yeah. And of course, yeah, it's got contests for not just football guys. It's MLB. It's probably hockey as well too. College football, hockey. There's everything. No shit. So yep, yep. So you can get on there. Um, you know, you know, click around, guys, and uh, you know. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. If you have any questions, hit us up. Um, yeah, so now there's a code that you guys actually will be able to sign up with. And, of course, it will be available on the Twitter, on Facebook as well. You'll see that code. And I believe it's BIB for Built in Buffalo. Right. Um, but basically, you can deposit. I think it's up to $100. The deposit match you up to $100. Is that correct? Yep. You get a okay. uh, 100% uh, match gotcha. on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And nice. all you have to do if you want to just try it is uh, – Deposit 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys, then, you know, it's basically that, okay. Playing, so, so. If, for those of you that play fantasy football, you know, obviously you're in a league that has, you know, year long transactions. You have a year long roster, but this is daily, meaning based on, let's say you want to take a look at just the one o'clock matchups on Sunday, right? You could pick players for your daily fantasy teams and you'll compete against other people in contests in which you can win real cash, real prizes, and stuff like that. But underdog fantasy is really a cool twist because it's not just geared towards that daily fantasy. It's also geared towards pickums, which is a little bit of that sports betting feel for some of you guys that don't want to go out there and bet a ton of money and you want to have better chances at winning. Well, this is a perfect opportunity. And you guys can see higher than two and a half passing touchdowns, higher than 82 and a half receiving yards for Stephon Diggs, higher than 10 and a half receiving yards for, uh, you know, Devin Singletary. And that right there, guys, can really win you some serious coins. So montage, entry to talk about how you got linked bucks. up too with underdog fantasy and uh, what really kind of convinced you that this was really a great direction for us to go in uh, as far as a partnership. Yeah. You know, I was uh, playing around with it before sports betting was legalized in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice tool to, to get, um, you know, that you, action, had, right? you had the daily fantasy from DraftKings, but then you had a little higher, lower pick them um, for me on, on the underdog app was great. Um, you know, I think, and I don't even know if it's still in here, but we can pull it up. You know, last year I hit, uh, something crazy. It was, uh, like a $4,000, uh, winner. Um, I guess I should have had it pulled up, but yeah, you know, so, you know, there's, there's a ton of these things where you tons um, of different options. Yeah. You can, I like the one you went for five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You got to try some things. I think it was probably NBA. I don't watch much of that. NBA is tough. Yeah, but for, for those of you that are newer to like sports betting and stuff like that, if any of you guys ever have questions, make sure to follow me at Buffalo Sauce Scott. Follow my guy here, Lancer N24 as well. Um, and I can always kind of talk a little bit more about it. Of course, if you guys need that code, you want to get signed up, you have any questions about contests, we are here to answer those for you guys. Of course, we do not encourage or endorse any sort of illegal or underage gambling. We Say to you, bet and play at your own risk, my friends. But of course, that's a really cool app. Um, I'm looking forward to getting involved with yeah. it too myself. And I pull this up one up. Here we go. Last year, Bucks, Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. We got a little. We got a little flavor of everything here. We got some rivals. 
So wow. we had Mike Evans having more receiving yards than Emmanuel Sanders, plus 15 and a half yards. We had Brady passing yards over Allen, plus 16 and a half, right? And then my guy Gronk here, right at the end, catches that one ball and uh, Diggs stayed under the 77 and a half by three yards. So that was a, just a great game. And, that, uh, you know, unfortunately we did lose, but I mean, hey, I was not mad about winning four grand on that one. So I mean, that yeah, was, you uh, can't really be too upset about that. <laughs> no. Yep. That was a great one. So, yeah, you know, guys, just get out there, sign up. Um, like I said, minimum 10 to $10 deposit. Take advantage of that. Uh, VIB and yep. you get a little match. So the more you put in there, um, the more you get matched, but you know, just go and in it's there really and give easy a shot. to cash out too, easy. guys. Yeah. There's no, there's no sort of cash funny business with cashing and... out. You guys can do your research on the app as well. It's got very high ratings on the uh, Google apps. I'm sorry, the, the Apple place, Apple store and the Google play store. My, my fault. Um, but really guys, it's a, it's a cool twist that kind of shows you a little bit about um, a little bit in the world of sports betting in a sense, but also that daily fantasy as well. For those of you guys that love, to get in with the action. This is a great way to do so. Underdog Fantasy app. Use our code at sign up, which is BIB for Built in Buffalo. And that'll get you guys started right away. So let's move on real quick because, of course, we've got two segments left for you guys in the show before we guys we let you guys get out of here and enjoy your Friday nights and the rest of your weekend. Let's go ahead. Let's head on over to Mafia Montage's Maniac of the Week. And I'm going to let him go ahead and narrate this as he saw live yeah last last week's uh montage maniac the week was 58 watch him on this play gonna cut under boom and to the house we're gonna score that touchdown um you know you gotta do it when when the next when the the next segment comes this is this i saw this live and i went nuts and then then sauce god pulled this up for me earlier and i just lost my mind and i think that it's just an incredible welcome to the league. Oh, <laughs> nails like boom. Right. And, and what is he thinking? Lowering his shoulder on a linebacker kid. I mean, Jesus, welcome. that was insane. I love it. Welcome to the NFL kid. You know, Malik Willis came in that game. And at that moment when he stuck him like that, I mean, we legitimately in the stands were saying, welcome to the NFL kid. It was kind of cool seeing Malik Willis come in and get his first NFL action. Of course, the second uh, quarterback taken in the draft this year, going in the third round, by the way, crazy draft for quarterbacks, one in the first round and then not another one to the third. But uh, it was cool to see him come in there for a minute and then absolutely just get demolished by Matt Milano. And again, Matt Milano played a great game. Uh, Tremaine Emmons also played a great game too. So what did you overall think about those two linebackers as a pair on that last Monday night performance? Oh, it was great, man. It's great to see. And they're going to need to do that again this week, right? And every, and every week. And they're, they're a big key to our success. Obviously, Tremaine gets the defense in the in the uh, formation we need to be in. And then uh, Matt Milano is our biggest defensive weapon because he can do so many things well from that linebacker spot. So um, he's just really, um, you know, a utility more so for the Bills because they can really do anything they need to with Milano on defense and it's just a great asset to have for Leslie Frazier and McDermott. Yeah, I think um I've been very critical of Tremaine Edmonds at times and I'm definitely equally as critical of Matt Milano too because they both made plays over the years. They both made mistakes over the years. But Tremaine Edmonds has always had this incredible upside and potential just because of his size and athleticism, right? And we saw that on display getting after it with a sack as well. I mean Derrick Henry couldn't get it going at all. In fact, Christian Benford was it, I believe, that just, you know, just straight to the side, fights off the middle, you know, fights off the fullback, and then boom, gets the tackle for a he loss. Like, really well, yeah. they're, they're tackling well, and I'm loving that. So, overall, maybe I think that the linebackers are setting the tone in that department because they're two guys that are expected to get tackles, right? You know, they're the linebackers, especially mm-hmm. a guy that's calling plays in the huddle defensively. You expect them to continue to get tackles, and that's what Tremaine Emmons has done over the year. But but uh, but he hasn't done so powerfully, and we saw that on Monday night exactly. for sure. We saw that out of Matt Milano as well, and of course making that pick six as well. That was an incredible moment too. It's just kind of when we knew that we put our 
we put our foots right on their necks. We stomped on them, and we got the job done. And, of course, guys, this has been the uh, sit-down here on the Built in Buffalo Network, live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And, of course, the Built in Buffalo Network is in partnership with Ticket IQ, West Turn, New York, and Picasso's Pizza. And now the sit-down is proud to announce its partnership, also with Built in Buffalo, with Underdog Fantasy, which we have a code that you guys can use as soon as we get off the show, BIB, to get your first deposit match up to 100 hours and of course i'm gonna give you guys my sauce god well we gotta get to this week. week's maniac of the week because that was last oh, week's maniac last of the week, week. there okay. so, so you have expectations for who you think is gonna be um your maniac this week now by the way before we get to sauce god's wing of the week lance is gonna give you that and i'm gonna give you who i think is gonna be the best offensive player uh for the bills on this sunday what do you think who's gonna be your mafia montage maniac of the week this week number 50 groot Look, he played at University of Miami, right? And he's not a stranger to the stadium, not a stranger to the area. He's going to go back home and uh, and dominate. I think that, uh, you know, they're going to try to focus more on Von Miller being the bigger name, and it's going to be a mistake. Um, I just think that Groot's going to have a great game. I mean, Groot is really getting it going, being lined up opposite of Von Miller and guys like Boogie Basham and AJ Vanessa playing well, too. It makes, hey, even better for a guy that we think has a little bit more potential than those two guys. So I like your prediction there for your Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week, and I'm really hoping it will be because, I mean, 58 was right on the money for you. But I think when you're going to look at the offensive side of the football, who is Sauce got start of the week going to be? I'll tell you what, I think this week, it just might be Stefan Diggs again. I oh, think Stefan Diggs is just continuing to eat. So Josh one. is literally throwing the ball like as long as he's over there, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I don't care if he's triple covered. As long as he's got a little bit of separation, he's gonna of course give him the football. And he's been doing so. 20 catches to start the season. He's got four touchdowns to start the season as well. He's just been eating over a hundred yards in both games so far this season. But an incredible performance against Tennessee last week. I expect him to continue that. Um, I could see Gabe Davis going off as well, but I want to say that Stephon Diggs is going to continue the way that he has all season and continue to eat. So that's my top performer that will I will expect to be uh, coming out on top here for the Buffalo Bills football team. And again, my final score prediction was 45 to 13, and Mafia Montages was what was it, 49 17? 49 17. Yep. Okay, so yeah, check in with us next week here on the sit down, 7 p.m. every Friday night, Eastern Standard Time. And of course, that's live here on the Built in Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So, Sauce God's Wing of the Week, I'm going to tell you guys real quick this one is going to be a nice one. Of course, you know, a lot of stuff going on about wings lately, man. It's just, oh. It's so tough, right? Because I really have so many really good chicken wing places that I've been to over the over time. And you know, I gotta say, and because I'm I'm dying to try O'Neill's, by the way. I haven't had O'Neill's yet, so I gotta try them out soon. But uh I think I'm honestly just gonna go ahead and go with you guys' original Duffs on Sheridan Drive, not any of the other ones. You gotta get them medium because you get them beyond medium, they're gonna be way too freaking hot, and you're gonna be sitting there going, ah, the entire time and who wants that. Of course, the original Dust on Sheridan Drive, my favorite spot to go after a Bills victory on Mondays. I'm sorry, on Sundays at 1 o'clock. So that will be my sauce guy wing of the week. Join us here next Friday night, of course, in the sit-down here on the Built-in Buffalo Network. Myself, the Buffalo Sauce God, on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce God, and my co-host, Mafia Montage at Lancer N24. By the way, buddy, thank you for joining me here tonight. And, of course, uh, delivering another kick-ass show as always, my friend. Sir. All right, guys, from all of us here at the Built of Buffalo Network, we say to you, go Bills, enjoy your weekend, be safe, and go Bills, Bills by a billion.